Well, good morning. I hope you're doing well today. Um, today, I would like to do something a little bit different, and that's perfectly okay. Um, I'd just like to share something from my heart and, and, and also a little bit um, from the Bible and a particular book that I have. And I'll be as brief as possible. Um, but here's the thing. God has really put some things in my heart. He shifted some things, some things he talked to me about a long time ago. And often God does that. He puts stuff on our heart and then he revisits it, revisits it a lot later in life. And um, God is really impressed on me about defending the faith, right? Giving people an answer for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ, right? Defending our faith. And, and we call it, typically, we call it apologetics. Whether you use that term or not, it's defending the hope that we have, defending the faith against wrong ideas, things that are incorrect, lies and deceit that are in the culture, lies that are being told. You know, what is false teaching? It's teaching things that are not true in its most basic sense. So if people are espousing ideas that are anti-God, atheism, and what have you, if they're espousing those ideas, we have to give an answer. And in fact, I've already told you before, the scripture is very clear that we're commanded to give an answer to those ideas and to those people. We're commanded to do that. And apologetics is what you might call pre-evangelism. There's a book I have. It's called When Skeptics Ask. When Skeptics Ask. And uh, that's what he calls it, pre-evangelism. Now, does everyone need, and I just mean from a global perspective, does everyone need pre-evangelism? No. No, but some people do. And we're commanded to give an answer we're commanded to do that. And God has really impressed this upon me. And many years ago, I did a lot of study in this area. I haven't done it in a long time, but many years ago I did. And I don't have necessarily all those books that I bought, but I still have some of them. And some of it was, you know, science and cosmology and different philosophies, as well, of course, as the Bible. And how do we defend our faith against some of these cultural ideas that are absolutely and totally wrong? Well, like I said, we're commanded to do that. In fact, in Titus, the book of Titus, in the very first chapter, it actually, what it's talking about is qualifications for a leader, or sometimes it's called elder or bishop. He's given all these qualifications, you know, not to be quick-tempered, etc., uh, lover of goodness, holy, self-controlled, okay? And I'm looking, this is about verse 9. He says, he must hold firm to the sure word is taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also refute those who contradict it, okay? Instruction in sound doctrine, good doctrine, right? And also refute those who contradict it. And right after that, it talks about false teachers. And one of the things it mentions is Jewish myths and the commands of men who reject the truth. So we're commanded in Scripture to defend God's truth, which right what is true about God. Now, we do this in love, but we're commanded to do that and to refute those who contradict the truth. Now, that's talking about a leader. So this is a requirement of those in leadership positions. It's also required of all of us. But see, God doesn't leave any doubt. 
It is a requirement of leadership to do this. And it's also a requirement of all of us as Christians to defend the truth. Because apologetics and defending our faith and defending Christianity and the truth, which is defending Almighty God, that He's real, that He exists, that, you know, the Trinity is not just a myth, it's the truth. It's everyone's responsibility, but it may manifest in different ways. It may manifest in the everyday. You're just having a conversation with someone, right? Who may not believe what you believe. Who may not believe in God or the God of the Bible. And you have those conversations. That's part of this pre-evangelism or apologetics. Also, other, you know, on college campuses or debates or different things like that. God can use those things. But see, it doesn't matter if you're talking to one person or 10 or 100 or 1,000 or 10,000 or whatever. The principles are the same. And it shouldn't matter for us in, in preparing our hearts and our head to be able to defend the truth, right? Defend the truth. It shouldn't matter if it's one person or many. It shouldn't matter. We prepare ourselves to be able to do that because God has commanded us to do that. Because what happens when we just let other people talk who aren't telling the truth? They're putting out these lies and this deceit and atheism and all these different ideas that are totally against the Bible, anti-God. What happens? The world and our culture becomes dark because we're not defending it. We're not defending the truth and telling the truth. In this book that I mentioned, in the very beginning of it, very beginning of it, this is what he says, where he's explaining, you know, the need to answer everyone, right? People have questions. They need to answer them about God. And this is what he said. He doesn't give a specific number, but this is what he says. Statistics show that only a little over half of the world's people have explicit belief in a theistic God. That means almost half of the world needs to be pre-evangelized. Half the world? Half the world. Now, I don't know where he got those numbers. And this book is by Norman Geisler and Ronald Brooks. I don't know where he got, uh, where they got those numbers. But I will tell you this. That is a powerful, powerful motivator and message. We're talking about almost half the world doesn't believe in God. That should motivate you and that should be unacceptable to the Christian. Now, I don't know where you are and what your life is like and the people that you talk to. You may have a a few opportunities to talk to people and you may have many. It doesn't matter if God places one person in your path or many. We prepare our hearts and we prepare our minds with an answer, with the truth. And if half the world or close to half the world doesn't know Jesus, doesn't have the truth, doesn't believe in God, we have a responsibility to give them the truth. We have a responsibility to pray that people will come into our path who need the truth. This is not light. This is not something we should take haphazardly. The Bible is very clear about giving an answer and defending the truth and giving people a reason for the hope we have in Jesus. The Bible is very clear about that. 
We should take it very, very serious. And we should make sure that we're able to do that. And if we need training, that we get that training so we're able to do that in our everyday lives, right? Because that's where that's where we live, right? Our everyday lives and those we talk to, but also in other avenues and other venues can be used as well. All of that can be used. God is really powerful in the everyday and the people you talk to. Pray for opportunities to talk to people. We have we're talking about almost half the world. That is not acceptable and should not be acceptable Acceptable to people who have the truth. If you have the truth, get out there and talk to someone. Pray for opportunities to talk to, to someone, but you have to be prepared. You have to have the answers. You don't have to have all the answers, but we should have the truth. We should be prepared to be able to do that. Do you want half the world going to hell? Of course not. God has given us that responsibility. He's given us the answer. He's given us his word, right? But we have to prepare and be able to deliver the message. I want to explain something really, really quick to you. A lot of people see apologetics as for academics. Now, it is definitely, I mean, where did all these cultural ideas that are anti-God come from? A lot of them came from academia. And there are people that are called to that field. But it doesn't have to be just that. Because a lot of people won't listen to that. It can be in the everyday. Think about Elijah. Remember when he gave the challenge on Mount Carmel? That is a type of apologetics or defending the truth. Because what are they doing? Oh, is your God real or is mine? Is Baal real or is my God, Yahweh, real? And of course, we know the outcome of that. But that is a type of apologetics in defending the truth. Coming to a point of saying, is this God real? Or is atheism real? Which one is it? Bringing things to that point where we have to decide, where we have to say, oh, the God of the Bible is real. He is powerful. He is who he says he is. And there's lots of ways to do that. There's lots of ways to do that. So I encourage you today, no matter where you are, no matter where you go to church, okay, a lot of God, things God does are outside the walls of the church. But the church should be a place where we prepare ourselves and get trained. And if you don't have a place to do that within your body, then do it yourself. There's resources all over the place. There's books you can get. There's training. There's videos. There's lots of ways to prepare. So you have an answer. Listen, the world has grown very dark in some places. And in our culture, it's grown very dark. But it doesn't have to be. We have the truth. We have the answer. And we have a responsibility to give instruction and sound doctrine and refute those who contradict it. And in a loving way, hopefully preparing their hearts to hear the gospel so the Holy Spirit can move them into the kingdom of God. That is our hope for everyone. But everyone doesn't come to God in the same way. Everyone doesn't do that. Some people need really hard evidence. Some people need a philosophical argument. Some people need just a conversation for the people to talk openly and honestly to them about the truth. We have a responsibility. Are we taking it serious? Are we taking that responsibility serious? 
There are many things that you should do in the Christian life. Don't think for a second defending the truth isn't one of them. Because it is. It absolutely is a responsibility for everyone. For leadership and everybody, all of us. It's a responsibility for everyone. So pray today. Ask God, number one, how you can encounter people who need the truth. Because that's the point. You're bringing the truth to people who need it, who may be deceived, who may be sold a bunch of lies from the culture and from the world of academia, may be sold all these lies and they don't have the, they don't know the truth. They never had someone challenge them. They just take what the culture's given them. We need to stand forth and give the truth. And we need to do that in love. But that doesn't mean we don't take a stand on issues. Okay, that doesn't mean that we're not forceful in our telling of the truth. It just means we're always doing it from a stance of love. That we want the best for people. But it doesn't mean you don't take a strong stand. You still tell the truth. We have to stand against the world in a sense, against them, and you know what they're saying, the lies that they're saying, saying, hey, this isn't true, and let me tell you why. Let me give you some arguments why. I'm showing you why this can't be true. There's lots of ways people come to Jesus. We should not discount things because it's been painted with this really academic brush. Okay, that's not for everybody. But that doesn't mean you don't have conversations with people. That doesn't mean you don't pray, you don't challenge them like Elijah did. Hey, is your God real or is mine? Let's go and find out. Let's have a challenge and see who is the real God Almighty. Our world needs that. They need it. They need Jesus Christ. They need the truth. So I ask you today, give people the truth. Please give people the truth. Every person matters to God, every person. So whoever God puts in your path, give them the truth today.